I'm Carrie Benedet, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalize you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me I'm an education consultant specializing in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Listeners, Thriving Matters podcast, this episode has a very interesting gent. Now, I've known Chris Bantock for about the last three years, I think, Chris, and it's been a lovely uh, introduction to how to connect across multiple time zones through the airways, through a pandemic, and come out the other side. So you are very welcome, Chris Bantock. How are you today? Very well, thank you, Gary, and uh, wonderful to be here. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't believe we're still talking after I decided to start doing some network building in Australia <laughs> in, when in, in the middle of the pandemic. Obviously, got nothing better to do. <laughs> well, I I often tell people that um, technology became um, a really great tool for me. It got me around the world in various countries every week, and so the face to face that I missed out on. Um, it was was still there. It was just amazing. And so the really strong relationships that we've made through um, IT connections, through, you know, Zooming or Teams, whatever it is that we do, whether it's WhatsApp, you name it, I think we have been so fortunate to have had that as a major tool. Oh, I agree. And, yeah. you know, it's the... We're still face-to-face, aren't we? We are. Yeah. We are. We're, yeah. we're still face-to-face. But, uh, you know, and I I say, you know, what the pandemic did was it just, you know, the the world went on a 90 degree wash. It just shrunk. I like that. I do like that. It just shrunk. And everything was became accessible because of the technology. In seconds, seconds, not not 32 hours flying time or, you know, it's particularly from from down under um, over to to where you are based in London. Um, I... Well, this this episode, we always talk about how you thrive in life and work. And Chris, you've got a story that's worth telling. So let's hear a little bit about um, what it is, where sort of how you got started in, in the work that you do, a little bit about you. I know you're a cyclist. I know you have a family. I know you're passionate about communities and connections and making the most of opportunities, particularly for business owners um, within the marketing and um, developmental aspects of the, of of business. So I probably haven't done that justice. But what we're going to talk about today, listeners, is the usual amazing conversations that we have with ordinary guys and gals. In this case, Chris Bantog, who are doing extraordinary things in life and work. So, Chris, drum roll, over to you. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing. Well, you're spot on about the the cycling. Um, (laughs) 
I start off with the fun stuff. No, no, I'm I'm fanatic cyclist. It's the thing that uh, gets me out, keeps me fit, and uh, refreshes the mind. Mm. So, cycling has been a big part of what I do since about 2014, something like that. Yeah, and uh, I do some some stupid cycling challenges throughout the year. But you know, oh. again, it's having that it's having that goal. You know, it's that that gets me gets me fit and gets me out. So I love love my cycling. Um, the uh, yeah, I'm married, two children, twenty one. I've got twins. So uh, efficiency has always been the name of the game. You know. <laughs> Get it over, like done it. and dusted. I had a boy and a girl, so get it done and dusted oh, in one go. That's, yeah. that's classic, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, yeah, but they're now they're now twenty one, um, oh. and at university and studying themselves. So uh, you know that's that's uh, that's a great part of the life that is. But um, oh, yeah. now they now they're away. You know, a bit more time for cycling. Yeah. Well, I, well, you said you were married, so maybe there's a little bit more time for. for and and, well, and as we record this, Christmas, it's actually Valentine's Day tomorrow. But I know Chris, you've got another. Yes, just remember that one. If you, if you go for it, not everybody does. So. <laughs> no, we will be. No, we will be. Um, so and work-wise interesting um i've had an interesting journey it's been long <laughs> um but uh it it started out like a lot of people in in corporate world yeah. and uh i've worked for the likes of hewlett-packard phillips microsoft and in in the so in the it sector but never a techie uh -huh. always sales marketing business development strategic partnership type roles okay. so um and that was sort of dotted around with with stints at, in smaller businesses as well so um but so that gave me very much you know an all-round view of how you know large corporates work but also how smaller businesses work and that was that was sort of invaluable experience but um I left my last sort of corporate gig, as they say, was uh, was at Microsoft, and I left there in two thousand and five, I think it was. Um, and I, I, you know, had a great time at Microsoft. You know, it did, it changed completely over the time I was there, Microsoft in the UK. Um, I think it was very entrepreneurial to begin with, which is a an environment that I thrive in. Mm. Um, but then it then it gradually as they got bigger it gradually changed into mm -hmm. being a lot more you know these are your objectives this is how you're going to do it off you go mm -hmm. you know as opposed to this is what we want you to achieve you go and, you go and find a way to do it yeah um, so i yeah i left microsoft in 2005 um it was the rise of google um i actually ran the uk um arm for an australian company out of melbourne mm. um who are still going today a company called web alive and they had a website solution for small businesses um proposition i still remember it was a pound a day 365 pound for the annual license 
which was wow. great bit of marketing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I that that sort of got me into the world of digital marketing. Um, I'd done a lot of work on on web development side with Microsoft and got involved with the our government department of trade and industry their first small business website hmm. uh, called the enterprise zone so I, I managed that project um, and also worked on websites within Microsoft hmm. but um, so I I re-engineered myself I suppose as a as a digital marketing consultant and um, and during that that journey um i partnered with a couple of other people one one that did a was a technical web development application development business because as i said i am not technical never have been never will be um and i also worked with a branding agency mm. and her clients were saying well can you do web and digital and she didn't know where to start so um, we worked loosely like that for a couple of years. And then I said, hang on, this is crazy. Why don't we come together as one business? Uh -huh. So that's what we did. So overnight, we formed what is commonly known as a, a full service agency. Uh -huh. So full service, meaning that we could do everything from strategy to brand to print, design, web, e-commerce and digital marketing. So, um, which is interesting because... I never really had the goal to go into agency world, marketing agency world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's where I've ended up. And um, as a sector, I absolutely love it. And yeah. so, so over 12 years, we grew that agency. Um, we weren't huge. We were 16 people at our height. But in agency world, that's quite reasonable. Yeah. Um, fast forward to 2018, and an opportunity came to sell the business, and um, because my my two partners had uh, unfortunately left the business because for health reasons, nothing more, nothing less. Um, still good friends. Um, so 2018, opportunity came to sell. I got curious, followed the white rabbit. And um, <laughs> it culminated in me selling the business in 2018 and I left in 2019. Oh, wow. uh, so having gone through the journey of growing an agency, a marketing agency business, and gone you know, making the mistakes, learning from them, and having gone through the journey of selling a business, um, which is an interesting journey in itself, uh, I felt I got a bit of value to give back for others that were on that journey. That's like a full circle, isn't it? You, you know, really going down mm -hmm. the rabbit hole and coming out the other side to yeah. recreate something something new. Yeah, very I'm much. Fan of, I'm a big fan of Alice in Wonderland down the rabbit hole, so curiouser and curiouser, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Right. So, I mean, in all that, Chris, you, you would have, um, like, your partners left for health reasons. You didn't leave for health reasons. So I'm thinking you must have some pretty um, effective, thriving strategies up your sleeve to help with the challenges wherever you've worked 
the direction that you took or the and the responsibilities that you were given, particularly when you're you know working with a team of people or uh, you know getting aiming for the targets that are being requested at say Microsoft. Microsoft. But in all this, um, and particularly now in um, 2023, um, business has evolved. You're talking about digital and web-based. I mean, more and more of our business now is powered by AI yep. and and facilitated by technology, um, still to connect us wherever we are. So there'd be some different things that you do to keep sane, number one, to keep healthy, number two, to keep curious, number three. So, you know, apart from, do you, do you cycle every day? Is that is that part of the daily thing or is that, no, you can't do that? No, no. And especially as we're in winter and uh, I, I have a five degree rule. If it goes below five degrees, I'm not going out. So. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but uh, yes, I mean, whether it's cycling, I don't know, golf, going to the gym, running, whatever. I think so it's, the I think it, it's so important to have some sort of mm. physical exercise mm. um, because it, it it just keeps the mind active. It's, it, it's a switch off from the day-to-day -day business challenges and everything that we face on a daily basis. Mm. And it's, yeah, I think you need that variety just to to be able to to switch off but well, apart uh, from the physical you'd have some some uh thinking or some cognitive strategies that you you use in your work as well i mean you've got a lot of experience in corporations small business working for yourself uh, um and now you, i know you've just um been working on um growing um agency local and mm -hmm. um, the marketing and creative side of that so we'll talk a little bit about that but what else do you have in place? You know, I often say to people, what what, what gets you out of bed each day? Um, and is there a routine that goes with it? Is, are there some habits that uh, are non-negotiable that you've got to do or you miss? You know, you actually feel the difference if you miss them each day. Mm. I, it's an interesting question. It really is. I. It helps because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And I think if you find something that you love doing, then you look forward to each day and what it might hold. You know, it, it doesn't then become a challenge or a job or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, not every day is a smooth day. You know, there's a there's bumps in in the road all the time. But I think you know. If you if you really enjoy what you do, get satisfaction out of it. Um, for me at the moment, it, I I just love it because I feel I'm making a difference, and that's a big big motivator for me. Um, and I think you know the other thing is is just trying to keep perspective on mm. what you're doing because you know you come across across a challenge in your in your daily work life and, and it seems like a huge mountain <laughs> well it can but you know put it in perspective you know this is one day in 365 in yeah. you know and you know it's about 
almost not taking things too seriously. You know, it's, yeah, well, okay. So if you have a challenge, I'm a strong believer that things happen for a reason. Mm. Don't know what that reason is. Maybe at the time. And it's only later down down the road that you go, oh, God, well, I wouldn't be here now if that hadn't have happened then. Yeah. And so that, that, you know, things happen for a reason. Having a, you know, a positive outlook, I think, really sort of helps helps keep me grounded. And I think keeping grounded is is really important. You know, so, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and that, that really does is a big part of of the way I am now. I wouldn't say I'm what I've always been that way, but uh, that's yeah. interesting, isn't it? So, yeah. um, so the look- world throws a pandemic at you. Mm-hmm. You know, the secret is how you react to it. And okay, that's a big example, but you know, every day, you know, life's throwing something at you, mm. and the secret is you know how how you react to it. That's so true because many many of the people that we've had on all the episodes have have you know they've they've said look this happened and in my life or in my work in my, in a core relationship or in in the employment um, something major happened and I had a real reality check um, I had to make a change mm-hmm. and so it took time to discover how I was going to do it and then to put it into play. And I often think that, you know, hindsight is a royal pain in the butt, right? We, you know, but you can look back on it when, you're, when you've been through it. You can look back on it and then pick out the cherries, you know, pick out the things, well, there you go, and then have a bit of a laugh at yourself. I think you've got to have, have some type of sense of humour about. So to me, this is all self-awareness around yeah. yourself. How you know how you're going to behave or how you're going to react, what this means for not just you, for for those around you, um, the relationships, and if you're taking it out on people. Um, so I think the I think that's it's a handy thing. I was reading something today about um, you know what is it about self awareness that sometimes we don't we don't appear to have much, and the majority of people um, have re- uh, responded by saying. It's because we actually haven't got um, a strong feedback mechanisms that we should. How do we how do we gauge what's happening? How do we look at the situation? How do we um, know ourselves so that we can then make sense of it? Or how do we apply new um, you know our emotional reasoning skills for self awareness into new situations that we've never been in before? And the pandemic is a a classic. We haven't lived mm. through a pandemic. We've lived through other large um, uh, virus um, um, episodes across the world in the last in the last decade. You know, large flus, lots of different di- viruses. But the pandemic was of another level. Um, and so I think yep. there's there's some there's some good things to take out of it. I I, I think. You're so right around just that one thing around self-awareness. And mm. it's it's something they don't teach in schools. It's another skill set they don't teach. And I would say it's something that I've only been conscious of, I don't know, in the last 10 years, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And 
before that, it was, you know, if I got feedback, I'd always take it as criticism. <laughs> You're not alone. And most, <laughs> and most people do. Most people do. Yeah. Whereas, actually, well, it, part of it depends on how that is given to you. But, you know, again, you know, it's how you react. So you can either go, oh, well, that's criticism. They're having a go at me. Or it's okay. Well, let me take that on board. Um, what can I do about it? Mm. Mm. Or what you know, I'll take that as that's that. You know, every time somebody somebody gives you some feedback, it's a golden nugget. It's a gem. <laughs> but use it. Use it. Better yourself, or you know, to to change something about the way you where you are. I don't know about you, but I know you know as as a younger as a younger woman uh, you know if you were quite passionate about your job your role whatever where whatever you were doing and if there was a bit of what was seen as criticism it would be quite a, don't you think i'm doing a good good enough job here this is my job yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know and it was an odd odd trigger so i'd just go right so i agree the last 10 years i think there's more and more literature and data and research now on this stuff called emotional intelligence and yeah. how how we are aware of it and how we can apply it to our relationships at work and home, how we can reason, how we can make decisions, how we then inspire others or self and be able to self-regulate ourselves. Um, it's absolutely fascinating, and I love I love that. So you've often heard me talk about the EI side of things, and yeah. people still get scared about it. They they worry about it, but more and more. In the last um, bit of um, social sort of online interaction across lots of networks, people are still talking about the social emotional well-being of themselves and those they lead. So you're in a business now that you are leading a strategy, you are leading people who are part of your community, and you're incorporating them in, in a collaborative way. Um, you're looking at and the same for me. That's that's exactly what I do. So. You know, we can we can't sealing this thing called emotional intelligence or self awareness. We just can get better at it. We just can. But, keep but everybody's different. Yes. Everybody built differently, wired differently, yeah. has been impacted by different experiences. Nobody's had the same experience. You know, even with something like the pandemic. Yeah. You know, your your experience of the pandemic was different to mine. Was different to the next person. Mm. And you know all the psychological profiling just shows us that everybody's different mm. you know mm. and a lot of that isn't taught it's it's natural it's how we are yeah and there are some things that we're good at and some things that we're not so good at mm. naturally and you know it's yeah i always think it's a big failing of some of the larger corporate i mean my experience in corporate was you know you'd have a review you go well you're really good at this but actually you're not so good at this so we're going to send you on a training course to make you better at stuff you're not good at <laughs> whereas whereas actually it you should recognize what you're good at and go how can we make you super good at that yeah because a lot as opposed with... to trying, sorry trying Chris... to fix what 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 often is naturally not an area that you're good at. Well, if you think about your families or your teams or your friendship groups or the things that you belong to, 
there's I mean I get curious about other people how they've learnt how to do things or how they've they then apply it so you're quite right we've all got strengths I think we've all got um, room probably on the spectrum these days I think we're all recognizing that we have our learning styles um, you know the the way we prefer to do things Um, but I just love the fact you said it before you know down the rabbit hole um, our curiosity I think is one of the things that helps us open up and perhaps alter the mindset of um, of being open to, well, I could do something about this or I could investigate this more. What would happen if I did that? Would it actually be a benefit to me? And on the whole, I think it is being, you know, being curious, yep. being able to understand others to, because that's what the the um, our relationships are all about, understanding ourselves and then being able to understand others. And I think that's the the, the cool part of it all. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And, you know, part of, big part of what I do now is, is, you know, making people aware of things that they potentially don't know. And, and my, my sort of, uh, my strap line is, is that I turn curious creatives into business brains. So that, that's, uh, yeah, the word <laughs> curious is always there. I think to develop and grow, you know, being curious is so, so important. I love that. So great segue into telling us what are you up to this year? Because I know it's pretty bold and big and it's going to be beautiful. So how about, how about <laughs> there's a soapy, right? There's a soapy. <laughs> but um, tell us, tell us about this year. What's happening? Okay. So agency local is a, it's a community first and foremost, um, which helps marketing agency owners and that is a very broad segment everything from marketing strategy brand people web development um e-commerce digital marketing copywriters photographers video people that's Mm. a it's a big big segment but they're all running you know creative businesses that are offering a service to other businesses to help them market themselves and you know a lot of them start out life because the owner has a passion or a training in something Mm. yeah i've been trained in photography been trained in web development trained in um design um but they've never been trained in running a business Mm. and they're super good at what they do so they attract clients they grow and then one morning they'll wake up and go oh my god i've got a business I've never been trained in running a business. And that is really what Agency Local is about. It's you know about providing that, that business support infrastructure to agency owners wherever they are on that, that journey. And that a lot of it is around around knowledge, but a huge part of it is not it's not just about knowledge, it's what you do with that knowledge. So it's something that I call impact through implementation. And, you know, a big learning from last year, because we used to run webinars, great webinars, had some fantastic speakers on, you know, really knowledgeable about their topics. And people come along and, yeah, take lots of notes. 
that was really interesting. And then what do they do with their notes? Well, put those over there. And they never do anything with them, right? Mm -hmm. So now we've started to do what I call active-based learning. <laughs> so we have a focus for the month and those um, the knowledge part of that learning is done in short form videos because mm -hmm. people are time poor so they can watch those as and when they've got the time um, and then we come together and we apply that knowledge to their business so there's a discussion around the topic there's they go away with an action plan mm. and then we come I buddy people up so they've got accountability partners and then at the end of the uh, end of the month we come together and okay did you do your actions what did you achieve what changes did you make what challenges did you have and that having that monthly focus has sort of transformed i think what we do because people are making a difference they're actually implementing what they do well, and far more practical to to be involved in something than just the theory oh exactly to apply and to be able to share you know yes. what challenges you're having yes. and what problems you're having yeah. and you know people learn from other people hmm. Hmm. some people you know somebody's got a challenge over here and somebody over here is going oh yeah i i had that but i didn't realize i had that you know and, and so everybody's learning yeah and it's Often, often looking at what somebody else is doing and what they're up against, and you realizing there's a part of what you 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 can resonate with a part of it, and then there's a difference. Yeah. So how then do you learn from that and then tweak it to suit to suit your own? And that's yeah. part. Of, yeah, that's that's brilliant. So I know that you were super excited about doing this this year. Um, well, yeah. So it, it it's growing. That's just the sort of the if you like the standard stuff that we do every month, there's yeah. on top of that a different options available. So mm -hmm. I'm a strong believer in, in support groups, peer-to-peer -peer support group. Yeah. So we run a 90-day planning group. So people come along every month, talk about what they've done nice. towards their 90-day their plan. <laughs> um, we run mastermind groups, uh, which are hugely, hugely powerful. Yeah. And you know, it's like having a an alternative board for your business where you can share challenges and get the get the benefit of the yeah. you know, consensus knowledge. Um, and then on top of that is is one to one mentoring and coaching. But um, you know, so what what with agency local, we're we're expanding on a number of different fronts. One is. Um, I don't call it mentoring and coaching. I call it guiding yeah. um, because mentoring and coaching are just two parts of what we do. Yeah. So, you know, we're advising, we're consulting, yeah. we're educating, we're training, we're motivating. Now, those things are a lot more than coaching in my book. But it, I can't, the best word I can find is, is guiding. Guiding. And I, I really love that because uh, you're still learning together, whether you're you're listening or whether you're the guide or whether you've actually got the challenge that you're putting in front of everybody. There's still this notion of of learning together, um, and it's moment. It's it's actually got some momentum. 
So it's, yeah, it's yeah. actionable and there's change happening all the time because people are bringing back their, um, this is what's hap this is what happened. I put this in place. This is what I learned. Here's, here's what I didn't, you know, here, here's something that I didn't bank on. Who else has got this issue? Who else has come across this? You know, most of this was pretty good. So well done you. Well done you. But a lot of it is is around the business basics. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's getting the right things in place. And if you get those right, you know, foundations in mm. place, then you're gonna build a solid business. So you know, it and that is putting more value into the business. Because, you know, if something's built properly, then it you know, it's worth something. Yeah, well, it's, it's more than just uh, the, the screwdriver and the um, the piece of timber. You actually need yeah. the nails or the joints or whatever it is, the, the joining. I, yeah. I, I just know that anything I've ever done with you, Chris, it's been full of value. There's always some insights. There, it's a, it's, it's very collaborative and co uh, collective in its nature. So, you know, well done you. You know, I'm wondering. Well, a big though, part of collaboration is a big part of what I do. Yeah. I always have done. You know, even Microsoft days, I was strategic partner manager. So I worked with other businesses to work out how we could work together. Yeah. So, but and that's you know, a community is there. For collaboration it's not it's that's not the reason people join it's a byproduct <laughs> you know that that naturally happens when you put people like-minded people that are that are resilient that are curious that want want to yeah. develop and grow you put them together and they're naturally going to find opportunities where they can work together or where they can refer people in. And it, it, as I said, it's a byproduct, but it is a very important byproduct. Well, your interpersonal skills are what I think what attracts you to the work you do and attracts others to work with you. So, I mean, I <laughs> there was a post today that I actually replied to um, and basically they're all talking about, you know, what are the topics for education this year or what are here, particularly in Australia, um, was a local um, commentary. And um, I read it all through. And then because I knew who put the post up, I said, well, you know, Paul, in all this, people matter. It's all about yeah. people to get any of these, any of these changes to curriculum, any anything newly implemented, um, you know, results that are, you know, uh, um, compared worldwide with other, other education systems, whatever it is, it's we're all dealing with people. So the people skills have to come first. So we know that we are we are a mob that likes to connect. We know that the village actually can nurture a whole lot of different ages and abilities and interests. Um, you know, we, we know that um, some of us tend to have a louder voice than others. So how do we graciously temper that and incorporate them, but put in a sort of a democratic um, style of, of working together? Um, we, we share and we're actually quite, we have to be transparent in all this work. So I just think it's the way of the future because more and more people 
have decided that they want to have their own business. They want to found, yep. they want to start something up. So we're, we're looking at a major exit from corporate into these areas because people are feeling that they want to actually trust, build the yep. trust and the relationships who, with whom they, they work. They, they have that ambition, but once you're out of corporate, without the experience, it, it, there's a big learning curve True. for people yeah. making that transition. Yeah. Um, and it, it's what I call corporate refugees. Oh, they're, they're coming out of the corporate world and suddenly realise that they don't have a finance department, a marketing department, an accounts department. Hmm. They've got to do it all themselves. You're it. Yeah, you're it. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is, you know, that's a challenge within itself, isn't it? That's a, Well, it is. And it's the same. It's a very similar scenario within within agency world. You know, yeah. it's, it's a microcosm of that. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you get people that have been very successful in large agencies go, well, I can do this on my own. <laughs> and they set up because they're good at design or good at you know, web development, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and realise, actually, this is harder. This is harder than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's, it's interesting because you know, there is a journey. And you know, this is where we have to focus our our services and support to to people at different stages on that journey. Mm. So, a business that has been going sort of ten years has fifteen employees has very very different challenges to a business that's just taken on their first employee, for example. Yeah, very, and they're in a different place. Yeah. If you, if you know, I don't know if people ask you who who do you um, look to for your own some own inspiration or something to actually ponder or read or um, in these days now we, we everyone wants to be a, an influencer or or a follower or you know um, but I'm I'm always curious as to who you where you get your inspiration from. What is it? What what sort of interest? Where, where do you go? Is it philanthropic? Is it um, uh, more a pastoral or service based um, input that you look for? Because there's you know where we have access to so much information about how wonderful, how beautiful, how um, um, fortunate uh, yeah. monetary wise people are, and you can do it really quickly. But that's not the case. Anyone you talk to in business um, knows that there's hard slogs. There's mm. a whole lot of planning and stuff. So every day is a learning day, you know. And I think it is that 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 continuous improvement. Mm. And you know, I get so much inspiration just from the people that I deal with day in day out. I really I do. Um, yeah. And learning. You know, I learned so much from from the people that I talk to, and you know, the, the clients that I'm guiding and things like that. I get, I learned so much. Um, as part of Agency Local, I run a book club. Uh -huh. So we have a we have a book club. Normally, it ties into the the learning focus of the month. Yeah. Um, but that has been fantastic from from me from a very selfish point of view because it's meant that I've had to read one book a month. <laughs> so what so, are you reading at the moment 
What are we reading at the moment? Um, you knew I was going to ask you that, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. Um, hang on a second, one second. Uh, on Purpose. Ah. By Steve Chamberlain. Okay. So it's not, you know, we don't just focus on, you know, traditional business aspects if you like like finance or marketing yep. or anything like that yes some of them we do but a lot of the books i think you know um I don't know, we've read things like simon sinek or um mm. renee brown yep. you know these are highly they, they just make you think differently about things and i that is such such a revelation to be able to actually think about things in a, in a different way right. or get a different perspective on things right. and you know which you know another another challenge is is that i'm a big fan of is, is all around diversity um yeah. and you know the benefit of diversity is you get views from other other people and yeah. other perspectives on life and but um yeah i get a lot of inspiration from the books that i read and the benefit of running a book club is i've now learned to speed read as well <laughs> <laughs> here's some bonuses well i i walked into um a principal's office last week and um and i've worked with this this person for, for quite a few years and he was just so thrilled so on the table I, uh, there's a chess set that often the students, when the students come in, they, there's a game of chess that goes on, right? Or um, mainly with the students. And then there's this um, little tower of, of books, and one of them is the Infinite Game, which is Simon Sinek's. Then there's one a, of my one of my all-time yes. favourites. Yes, and so this particular principal that I've, I've coached has been. We started off writing a book, and based on all his different contracts and what he learnt around um, the accountabilities for, for running a school, leading a school, um, and how he then had to work with his, his leadership team, how he wanted to develop them, and then how they then work with their direct reports, their teachers, blah, blah, blah. So the, the you know, the, the pile is about this, you know, about, I don't know, the old seven inches high and various ones. And, and he just, I've got to show you, I've got to show you. This is what I'm reading, bang, bang, bang. And it was because he had been involved in a really different style of professional gathering last year um, that I piloted with a with another colleague. And he said, you know, the best thing I learned out of being part of that, Carrie, was what am I reading? He said, I asked now uh, my other colleagues, and he said, what are you reading at the moment? What's, what's your professional reading like? And he said, they say, I haven't got time. I'm exhausted. I haven't got time. But he said, actually, you have to flip that. You actually have to change that mindset to say, let me let me read what is current. So there's a mixture, not just of educational writers um, and researchers, but general, general writers, mm -hmm. business, philanthropic, you name it, um, individuals, biographies, autobiographies, you know, what it is that you gain from them. So that's why I asked you the question about the, the book club, because it's brilliant and there's a lot of there's a lot of leadership teams there's a lot of individuals just um who who love a book club 
you know? Yeah. And yeah. you read it. And it, it was interesting because I was talking to somebody else that I've met recently through another another network. And she's um I don't quite know whether she calls herself a leadership coach or, or not, but what she does is she goes into teams and basically runs a book club. They she gives them a book and then over it, it's not just a one-off let's review yeah. the book yeah they do a really deep dive into the messages in that book yeah and that i think is fantastic because yeah. you can look at things that are going and explain things and talk about things that are going on in your life but through the lens of the book yeah and and what that's teaching and you know she said she reads books and she looks at it from different angles so she can read a book five times and get something out of it each time because she's looking at it from a different way way yeah yeah oh brilliant thanks for sharing that that's that's a that's a great one I, i've just come from um some work today and um they said now what what do that what what are the all the um participants need and i just went see this one here this book this is what they've all got to get it's an easy it's actually quite an easy read it's deceptive in its simpleness um and um i said that's fine and that's what we'll be using so they're, they're going there's a little bit of an expectation here get up to speed but we won't give you something that is so dense and out of yeah. out of you you know your what was the book what's the book the book is called the coaching habit by michael bungay stainer and i've met michael he's an aussie he's lived in toronto all his life he's absolutely brilliant he was one of the first guests i had on thriving matters podcast so <laughs> how good is that but he's um he's absolutely brilliant his second one the follow-up book to the coaching habit was the advice trap how okay. we we often fall into the advice trap and we think that's leadership so i think we've got another conversation coming up and we, we should check in and see how uh how the uh the, the creatives um and the collaboration um, are, are going later on this year. That would be a good follow-up, I think, if you're interested. <laughs> mm, is there something we should say in this conversation we haven't said because it's it's time to um to say goodbye? Oh, so soon. So soon. <laughs> well done. <laughs> no, that's been marvelous. It's been a really nice conversation. Really enjoyed it. Um We've sort of touched on some very important points and topics. and uh, But no, I think, you know, the biggest thing out of the conversation is, sort of, you know, always be curious, always be learning. Yeah. And everything happens for a reason. Well, it's pretty simple, isn't it? That's three things. And you can apply that to your everyday thriving habit I think or thrive, you know things that we put in place when we get totally surprised knocked off our perch um you know disaster happens it's all retrievable well Chris Bantop and, and remember that there's always somebody out there that can help you ah perfect perfect well listeners if you've enjoyed the conversation with Chris Bantock and I today always give us a little bit of love so just share it with someone who you think might be interested uh friends families colleagues workmates teammates the boss um who just might be you or it might be might be somebody else of course but make sure you subscribe so if you you really like 
um, this episode with Chris, subscribe so you don't miss out. We have just landed um, 100 episodes, um, which I'm really thrilled about. Now, Chris is going to be in the post 100, um, so watch out for Watch out for him. I think that's we'll be on our way to 200, Chris. Not not a not a problem yeah. at all. <laughs> so the best way to contact Chris um, Bantock is via his LinkedIn profile. So it's very easy to find, and um, he's also um, you can also find him through Agency Local. And Chris, would you like to add an email address there or or the website to that? Yes, very simple. Well, as you say, search for me on LinkedIn. That's the benefit of having a very unusual surname. Uh, there's not many Bantocks on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, Agency Local, which is agencylocal.co.uk. And I'm Chris at agencylocal.co.uk. Fantastic. Look, many, many thanks. Um, I will talk to you again, no doubt. Um, it's been a wonderful collaboration over the last couple of years, so I, I hope I hope that will, that continues, and I know it will. It will we'll forget, indeed. We'll forget about the hope. We're just going to say it will. It will. <laughs> Let's be different. Exactly. So, listeners, don't forget, um, you are precious and your thriving matters. It's not always easy, but it's much better when you don't do it alone. So make sure you've got some a circle of trusted people around you know where to go for that help don't forget love us send us a little bit of love and we'll see you next episode thanks chris for a great conversation today thank you carrie i'm carrie benedette and this is my podcast thriving matters 